Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire, back to Lafleur. The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> You're in the fall. Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est la victoire des Canadiens. You found the dogs, John. You found the dogs. He found the dogs. And all together, they worked the young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground, your premier gaming destination. It's going to be sick. Marinero on this Thursday, December 28th. Happy holidays to you all. How is everyone doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. And it is one minute past 10 o'clock. I'm doing a lot better than the Montreal Canadiens who lost by a score of 5-3 to three to the Carolina Hurricanes tonight in Carolina. We're going to break it all down. The Sick Podcast, of course, is brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group a leading full-service logistics provider serving all of North America, driven to be different. Brought to you in part by Playground, over 600 uh, machines, poker uh, tournaments and Playground casino games, daily promotions and unmatched customer service. Why go anywhere else? It's located just over the Mercier Bridge, only minutes from downtown Montreal. And, of course, it's uh, brought to you in part by these guys, Labit TB. Uh, Labitte TB, of course, uh, brewed in Quebec, a winner of a dozen international awards. Labitte TB offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. Labitte TB, embrace your true nature. Without further ado, let's bring in our guy, Grant McCag of Recruits and Recruits.ca. What's going on? Hey, Tony. Oh, that was a tough one to, to lose in the last five minutes there. I thought uh, I thought there should have been a penalty called on that hit on Slavkowski and <laughs> There wasn't, and then there was a penalty called against the Habs, and that that was kind of the end of her right there. Look, I, I think the Habs, I, I think they deserve a lot of credit because they showed a lot of heart in this game coming back the way they did. Uh, why don't we do this uh, for Agnello and Sammy and Juliana and Master Control? Actually, if they can, uh, bring up the lines for the Montreal Canadiens in this hockey game tonight. I think we have them. There we go. Suzuki with, uh, once again, Slavkowski on his right and Caulfield on his left. Uh, Evans with Anderson on his right and Monahan on his left. Dvorak with Gallagher on his right and Armie on his left. Stevens with Yulonen on his right and Pazette on his left. Matheson, Savard, Gouli, Barron, Struble, Harris, and Caden uh, Primo was your starting goaltender in tonight's hockey game. Once again, Caden Primo was your starting goaltender in tonight's hockey game, which is uh, kind of cool. Huh? Kind of cool, but we're going to get to that. Uh, in just a second. Uh, all right. Okay. So now why don't we bring up the score sheet so we can tell you um, the way it all went down and who scored. All right. Zvechnikov in the first period. Fast makes it 2 nothing. Stevens narrows the lead to 2-1. 
and Michael Matheson ties it at two with four seconds left in period number one. Why don't we keep this up, Grant, if we can, so like that we can get to every goal at a time and we can break it down. Uh, I have my notes that I'm going to refer to here, okay? Uh, goal number one in this hockey game, Brent Burns flips it out of the defensive zone, goes over a couple of sticks. The next thing you know, the Carolina Hurricanes are entering the uh, Montreal Canadian zone. And it ends up to Tara Vinen, who finds Aho. Uh, he gives it to Brent Burns, a quick wrist shot, deflected by Svechnikov. And what I didn't like on this play, Grant, is that Suzuki's behind Svechnikov. There's no cross-check to get him out of the way. There's no pushing. There's just, I'm here, and I'm going to watch you. And it doesn't work like that. And Svechnikov made him play the the deflecting that puck but you know there's a lot of things i liked in this hockey game grant because the canadians you know they, they competed at one point they were trying to go toe-to-toe with carolina but there's a few things i didn't like mm-hmm. and I like the number one line tonight especially without the puck i thought suzuki caulfield and slavkowski tonight without the puck i thought they were completely lost grant well uh aho's like that's eight points in two games for aho you're right um I have them in my pool, so well, bittersweet, I guess, in one in some regard. But uh, yeah. I mean, every now and then you're going to get outplayed by the Aho line. That's quite a line, right? And uh, I mean, tonight was a night where, uh, I mean, the Suzuki line played more than twenty minutes, and most the majority of it was uh, matched up against Aho's line, and they uh, came out second best. Fair to say tonight. They, they really did, Grant. I thought they were all played big time, and you're right. Suzu- you know, Ajos, that's make it two straight four-point games for him. Zvechnikov, ever since he's returned from injury, is absolutely on fire. Teravainen's been the colder of the three, and I know that because I have him in my pool. I have Aho in one <laughs> pool, and I there have Teravainen in the other pool. I wish I would have had Aho in both and not Teravainen. I just expected a lot more from Teravainen. Let's get to goal number two, and that's uh, Jesper Fast. Assists go to Aho and Brent Burns on that one. And and on that goal, um, and I'm going to once again refer to my notes here, uh, Burns takes a shot. It's tipped by Aho, and Savard is on Aho. And once uh, once again, Aho gets a tip, and then Jesper Fast, there's a loose puck that just lays there for him, and he's able to jam it home. On that play, I thought that, Caulfield and Slavkowski almost like didn't know who to get, who to watch, who to pick up. And that's why I started by this whole thing by saying without the puck tonight, I thought that number one line was a little bit lost. Well, uh, based on one, you know, I mean, you're going to have the odd. I I thought Slavkowski had a decent game defensively tonight, but if you want to, you know, point to one play, that would be the one, I guess, where, you know, you would have liked a little more from him, but, I thought it was more Suzuki and Caulfield tonight maybe uh, weren't up to speed. I mean, Caulfield was even doubtful for the game, right? Yeah. Um, there's something bothering him right now, I think, because he uh, he just didn't have that jump tonight, I don't think, and um, it showed out there. I don't know that they should have, you know. I realize that that's their top line. It's been their top line for the last 10 games. We saw in the last time I was on, the, uh, the the advanced stats were crazy good in their favor, but yeah. uh, I think tonight maybe they could have uh, cut back their ice time a bit. I thought the Dvorak line was was rolling. Uh, second period especially, they were the best line on the ice, and uh, maybe they should have got a little more ice time. You know, I'll tell you what I thought. Time. I'll tell you also I thought was pretty good tonight. I think it's the best game that Mitchell Stevens has played with the Canadians. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Yeah. I think he's he's been decent, like uh, last couple of games, uh, especially. Well, obviously, when you score a goal, it's good. But uh, has he not matched Evans's uh, total for the year in his last two games for goals? Are uh, they probably, both now yeah. with two goals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to uh, tell you another guy. You know, we're speaking. That I brought up a positive, and I'm going to bring up another one. Yeah. And I'm probably sounding like a broken record here, but uh, Jaden Struble was really good tonight again. Yeah. Yeah. 
Jaden I noticed they almost got more ice time <clears throat> than the Gooley and Baron, who were minus three. Yeah. And I didn't think uh they, they struggled. Yeah. Um honestly, and I, I tweeted it out today. I think over the past month, Struble's been better than Gooley. It's not just been a game or two, it's been like overall in the last month. And I mean that you know, that's gonna happen with young players where one's gonna play better than another at times. And but I think it's interesting that at the start of his career, at least in Montreal, that he's been every bit as good as Gooley. And I, I know I mentioned it on the last yeah. time I was on with you, but, you know. If some people were upset with us. They, they thought that the, the fact that we were pumping up Struble, yes. what we were doing was taking a shot at Jack guy. And it, no, we weren't. I mean, no. And no, by the no. way, if, if we say that Jaden Struble has been more defensively responsible this season, in the games that he's played compared to Jack Eye, that he's been less of a liability, that he's hasn't really made mistakes, that he's been doing all the little things. Yeah. It's it's I mean, I don't know how people can't say it's a fact without thinking that it's a shot at Jack Eye. It's what Struble's uh, been better than Jack Eye. That's it. It's a people, it's that's it's a, people have a tendency to look at the the you know the glass half empty, right? Um I mean, I mentioned something the other day about, you know, um, in studio, they had Cheryl Pounder, Duthie, and, um, uh, oh, geez, who was the third? But they, oh, McKenzie, Bob McKenzie, of course. And I just said, you know, these guys are fantastic. And then every response to it, to the tweet was, well, uh, what about O Dog? Like, because O Dog wasn't there at that time. It wasn't a shot at, that O, at, that old dog's no, no good. It was just an observation that those three are excellent when they're, when they're together in the studio, you know, but people, if you're, you praise one, that means you're not praising another. And then they look at that wow. and it doesn't, that's not, you know, that's not what the, you're not always taking a shot at someone else. Well, a lot of people are very sensitive about someone else. You know, a lot of people that. are very sensitive right now when it comes to Jack guy, because he's yeah, a fan favorite and because he's got an element maybe that some yeah. of the others don't have. And you got to love the kid. I mean, yeah, how do yeah. you not like the story? You know, I mean, everybody loves Jack guy, but I mean, sure. the fact that, you know, we say that Struble's played better than him in the games that he's played this year. I mean, you just said the Struble's played better than Gooley in the last month. Does that mean that we don't like Gooley? That, that no, doesn't mean like that. The, it means that Struble's been better. That's it. That's like, it's been really good, man. He's been really, really good. Yeah. Anyway, Struble gets the puck out of the zone. And uh, Pazetta, Pazetta's doing a real good job here. He's screening. But a, a great play by Yelonen. You know, you're not going to see Yelonen getting an assist on, on, on Mitchell Stevens' mm -hmm. goal to narrow that lead. But Yelonen gets to a loose puck behind the net, and he, he he passes it back to the blue line to Struble. And Struble's shot doesn't make its way through. It goes off of Pizzetta, and it just lays there for Mitchell Stevens, who's able to shoot at home. That narrows the lead to 2-1. The yeah. Canadians go on a power play late in period number one. It goes from um, uh, Caden Primo uh, to Sean Monaghan, and, uh, and then Michael Matheson. It goes for a wraparound, and as he goes for a wraparound, the goalie's that ladder that that movement wasn't very very fast. Um, and um, and uh, was it Slavin? I think Slavin tried to block off the side of the net that was open because the goalie wasn't able to get there in time. And uh, Matheson's wraparound goes in off of Slavin and in. And uh, that ties the game at two. And what a big goal that is with four seconds left. But once again, Ranta's movement didn't look very, very good on that one. So you right. got a tie game of 2-2 after one period of play. They go to period number two. Funny, Matheson was uh, uh, on the power play. I don't know if you if you saw it that way too, but he just he looks for, he looks for Caulfield all the time. And even when he's yeah. covered... Slaff is open over on the right side. I don't know how many times tonight, and he wouldn't get it over to him. I mean, the previous two games, Slavkowski got power play. He generated power play goals, yeah. too. Yeah. And then again tonight, they're back to just, oh, well, we can't pass it to the young lad. It's got to go to Caulfield every time. There's two Carolina guys standing right there in between Matheson and and Caulfield, and he 
he waited and waited and waited for Caulfield to get until he finally got checked. So I was, uh, you know, I, and but then at the end of the period, he, he scores that power play goal where he goes and does the wraparound. So I guess all was forgiven. We're, uh, I want to give out the number, by the way, because tonight we're going to get to your phone calls at one triple eight five eight five six. That's one triple eight five eight five seven four two five. And thanks everyone for watching on YouTube Live, on Facebook Live, and on Twitter Live. We're back after obviously taking the last couple of days off. Uh, we were off yesterday, the twenty seventh. Uh, we were off on Tuesday, the twenty sixth, and we were off on Monday. The 25th, obviously, Christmas Day, and we were off because uh, the Montreal Canadiens weren't playing. The NHL had shut it down for a couple of days, and the Canadians were back tonight, and that's why we're back, and we'll be back tomorrow as well. And uh, just keep in mind, we're also going to be off on January 1st, all right? So on New Year's Day, on January 1st, we will be off. I want to let everyone know that in um, um, I'm leaving for Portugal. All right, so I'm going to spend some time with my son and watch a couple of his games. And so while I'm going to be in Portugal, I'm still going to be hosting um, the SICK podcast on non-game nights. Uh, on game nights, of course, you'll excuse me. I'm not going to do them. It'll likely be Shane Gomal and Matthew O'Hayan, and they're still going to have you know our long list of collaborators joining them, and they're going to have some guests. Um, but uh, obviously I'm not going to be doing those because, um, you know, for a 7 o'clock game, it's midnight in Portugal, and by the time the game's over, it's going to be 3 o'clock in the morning in Portugal, so I'm not going to be doing those games. So uh, you'll uh, you'll give me a pass on this one, but uh, um, I'm going to spend some time with my son. I'm going to go watch a couple of his games. There's going to be about uh, four or five sick podcasts that I'll be doing from Portugal. I'm going to be bringing the, uh, the laptop. I'll be bringing the microphone. I'll be bringing the stand and uh, the headphones and everything else that goes with it. And, uh, you know, in all transparency, I'm going to record them a little bit earlier in the day, but we're still going to be on top of, uh, you know, I'm going to wait for Montreal Canadiens practices to be over and everything to be over and all that stuff uh, so that we can have all the reports, so we can have all the latest. And, uh, you know, our long list of great collaborators will be joining me for those shows, and I'm going to be bringing you to the SICK Podcast from Portugal. All right, so I wanted everyone to know that. Uh, okay, uh, let's go to uh, Jesper Fast. Speaking of things I didn't like, and I told you that I didn't like Suzuki, rather complacent on the first goal against, I thought that Caulfield and Slaff were a little bit lost on the second goal, and now here's the third goal. Jesper Fast to give the Carolina Hurricanes a 3-2 lead. It was the only goal that was scored in period number two, a minute 29 in. Grant, Yoel Armia yeah. and Caden Gooley both got bumped off the puck in the defensive zone, and they were just they were just very soft on yeah. the play. They yeah. just, you know, and you see Carolina was aggressive and they were bumping and they were, you know, finishing their hits. And uh, in the end, it's um it's a bang bang play. And the puck ends up on Jesper fast, and he's able to to, to drill it home. And uh, I didn't like Armia, and I didn't like Gouli on that play, Grant. Yeah, I think tonight we saw a good Armia and invisible Armia, like a bit of both. You know, he was kind of uh, it was a split personality Armia tonight. Um, I thought he had some good later on in the game. He had some yeah. good cycles, and uh, and uh, created you know used his size. Once, yeah, when he, when he decides to use his size, he's effective, but. Yeah. yeah, certainly on that play, he uh, every now and then he falls asleep, unfortunately. And I'm going to um, call him the light switch from now on because the light switch, <laughs> you turn it on, you turn it off, you turn it on, you turn it off. You know, yeah. can we not find the switch that's always on? Hey, you talked about him protecting the puck and you talked about some of his cycles, which at one point he was like, he was a horse. Yeah. There was one shift. Did you see the way he gathered speed through the neutral zone and he carried the puck in the, and then he, he saw that he didn't have anywhere to go. He dumped it in. He went after it. He went to retrieve it. He looked like he was a man on a mission. I'm like, can't this guy be like this all the time? <laughs> yeah. No, he can't. And he that's can't. always been the, it's always been the uh, issue with him aside from hockey, uh, average or below average hockey sense. Josh Anderson, when it wasn't going in, it wasn't going in. And over the last couple of weeks, it's been going in for him. 
And he makes a great play. It's Brady Shea who tries to get a shot on net. He blocks it. He takes off. He's off to the races. I, I, I think he leads Montreal Canadiens players in breakaways this season. He hadn't converted on most of them, but he chose to bring it to the backhand and try and beat Ranta through the five hole. And as Ranta opened up the pads a little bit, it slowly made its way over the line. That's a big goal for him. That ties the game at three. And then Grant, the play that I think is the accent insurance solutions moment of the game. I think it's that one. It's the goal that ends up being the eventual game winning goal in this hockey game. For me, that is the accent insurance solutions moment of the game. And, um, you know, Zvechnikov ends up getting his hat trick in this hockey game. And how does he get his hat trick? We talked about Nick Suzuki before. Sebastian Ajo in an in in offensive zone faceoff. He beats Suzuki on the draw. Clean. Clean. And it goes back to Pesci. Pesci finds on the off wing Svechnikov, who one-timer, and it's it's a great execution, and it's a set play. You can tell you win the faceoff, goes back to the D, and Zvechnikov set up for the one-timer. I thought Caden Primo was good, Grant. I thought he should have had that one. I'd like to have your thoughts on that. Yeah, I agree. Um, just, uh, and then also the goal that uh, that was called back. I didn't think he was great on that, on that play either. Yeah. Um, but he made some big saves. A little inconsistent. That's been Primo's. Uh, you know, that's been the pattern for most of his uh, NHL uh, call-ups for sure. It's funny uh, you look at those stats, and I notice uh, Anderson with his sixth uh, f- five in his last five games. Yeah. Uh, Svechnikov up to six. Guess what? He's got five in his last five games. He didn't. He only scored one in his first sixteen. So. They've had very similar uh, paths this year when it comes to scoring goals. All right. Okay. Um, we're going to give a shout out. We, we talked about Accent uh, Insurance Solutions. And, uh, of course, the moment of the game, uh, we welcomed them, uh, give or take, three or four weeks ago. And we're still excited that they're on board as a new sponsor of the SICK Podcast. And all insurance isn't created equal. Uh, you know where to find the right solution for you. Accent Insurance. Accent doesn't sell insurance. They shop insurance for you to find the right product right on the money, whatever your insurance needs, home, automobile, or business. And it's funny when I, every time you see Accent's phone number, I immediately think of uh, Sergio Momesso because their number is 514-363-3636. And I was driving around today. Let me see if I can, I was driving around today and, um, or was I, no, I was actually, my wife was driving and I was in the passenger. Was it my wife or who was I with? Oh, I was with Fast Phil. I was with Fast Phil, my neighbor. And it was it was yesterday. I tend to lose the days when uh, during the holiday season. And uh, look at this. Look at this, what we have here. Hold on a second. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, I don't know if you can see it, but I saw Accent Insurance Solutions on the back of a bus there. Look at that. Oh, right on the back of the bus. All right. Anyway, so it's pretty cool. And once again, the number is 514-363-3636. So um, I told my wife, I said, Accent Insurance Solutions is on board. And we got a call scheduled with them um, for all our insurance needs. You do the same. 514-363-3636. All right. So that's the uh, the game-winning goal. And then what happens after that is, um, is uh, Uri Slavkowski gets drilled into the boards Marty St. Louis was not very happy. Slavkowski was slow to get up. Uh, as soon as he made his way to the bench, he tried telling everyone, yeah, I think I'm okay. But uh, you saw some worried looks on that bench. And Marty St. Louis is looking over at the referee saying, that, that's a headshot, man. That's a headshot. You started the show saying you thought there should have been a penalty on the play? 
Yeah, yeah. He hit him. Uh, I think his helmet hit hit him in the head. Is what happened. So you know, but that's hitting the guy up. That's a headshot, right? Yeah, that's that's Nason. I and I, I'm trying to remember. Um, I, I think that he he also hit a Montreal Canadian player last year. Did he not? I don't know. That's a, yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm 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 thinking Evans. Yeah. Or Dvorak. Dvorak. He hit Dvorak last year. Okay. Yeah, he hit the board. Did you see? Year. Did you see Caulfield go up to him? Uh, were you expecting uh, Cole to drop the gloves there? Or? <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> up to Nason I, after the hit. <laughs> I don't. I don't want Cole to drop the gloves, no, no. especially coming off a shoulder surgery. Yeah, but, but Grant, well, with a guy that's six two as well, right? No, there. no, but 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 no, no, look, no. But if that's the Boston Bruins, there's. I'm not saying that they're going to drop the gloves and they're going to beat the guy down, but. The Bruins, they've cultivated this culture that has gone on for the longest time that even if they don't have the number one tough guy on the team, yeah, it's it's everyone stands up for each other and lets the opposition know that they're not going to – the Canadians, okay, I get it. it would, there was a couple of minutes left in the game. You got a really close hockey game. No one wants to do anything, but I Who mean – the, the defenseman, the, you know, on that? The guy just hit you like the first pick overall in, in, yeah, in his I know. draft. I just was curious. Uh, I didn't see it in the shot at the time, but I was wondering who the two defensemen were because they never even – I expect them to come into the – certainly if Jack I had been out there, there's an yeah. example. Yeah. You know, he, he would have addressed it one way or the other. But I'm not sure who the two defensemen were, but they didn't really yeah, get into it. Certainly they can't be expecting Suzuki or Caulfield to uh, – to go after Nason, right? So this is what I, I'm, I'm trying to go back as we speak. I got I got the TV set up here. I got a real nice setup in this podcast studio. It's pretty cool. I got the fridge two feet away. I got the bathroom four feet away. I got the TV the TV one foot away here. It's pretty cool. You got the beer. And, you got the beer six inches away. I got the Labitta TV right here. And uh, <laughs> let me let me just see. I might see it here. All right. If someone could help us out in the chat here, because of course, uh, you know. I, uh, I I I didn't see who was on the ice uh, in terms of the defense, and I'm hoping that I can get to it here. I'm hoping that I can get to it here. What was about I, five minutes left? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that? No. Anyway, I can't get to it right now. Okay. All I was right. just curious because uh, I thought I was expecting a defenseman to come in there. Um, I think if Struble would have been on the ice, I, I'm guessing that he wasn't, but I think he would have uh, – he would have addressed Nason, you know. And funny, I, I talked about Struble at, uh, you know, the, you don't we don't know if he can fight or not. And then the yeah. next <laughs> the next game, he gets in his first scrap there. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah. A, but you, you had to like. Uh, I mean, he can handle. I I talked to him. One of the reasons why I was saying that about him at the time was because I uh, I interviewed him last year, and I yeah you know, I know you did. And I asked him, hey, did you? Uh, did you fight in college? Uh, no, I didn't. Did you fight in uh, minor hockey? It was well, a few scrums and a few face washers and that. I said, well, I said, the, the, you play a physical style and you're going to get challenged. Um, you know, can you fight? He says, oh, well, he says, yeah. I, can, I can handle myself. So, I mean, you know, he gets, I, I really he gets under the opposition stuff. skin, too. Did you see when Bunting took the penalty and he was trying to get Struble off with him? Yeah. The, and he the just discipline by Struble to just laugh at him and not bite. Yeah. And I and love that. Once again, there's, there's, you know, like maturity there. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to bring up Jack Eye. I just did. <laughs> but, you know, Jack Eye would probably bite. In that, on that, on you know, probably. Let's see. I, I don't know for a fact if he would. It didn't happen, so it's hypothetical. But you know, he would probably bite, and 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 Struble did not, and so and erase he, the and erase the man advantage. Yeah. So he's got a discipline to him that you know. Yeah. The coaching yeah. staff must absolutely love. I mean, this guy is, this guy's, he's. I gotta tell, you, he's really impressing me, Jane Struble. Yeah. And he just turned 22, like just in September. So he's really young, you know, <laughs> first year pro. He looks like he's played five years in the yeah. league. And listen, um, <clears throat> Lord knows 
that um, he was thrown under the bus on more than one occasion when he was here, when he got it wrong. But uh, I don't hear anybody bringing up Trevor Timmons' name now. <clears throat> Trevor Timmons oh. deserves a lot of credit for Jaden Struble, man. That That's his pick. That's his pick. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Struble was a great pick, as it's turned out. And the and Harris, too, for, for a third rounder. And, the, you know, the last, uh, I thought about it after our last podcast because I was saying, you know, well, they might trade, look at trading Harris. But I was even thinking at the time, you know, he really is one of the six best defensemen, I think. And I was hoping that they'd figure something out. And I do know he played a lot. His freshman year, he played on the top pairing for Northeastern 20, 25 minutes a game on his offside. So, and he was excellent. So he can play on the right. And did we see a lot of mistakes from Harris tonight on his offside in his first game in a month and a half? I, I thought he was pretty steady. So nice to see him back. I mean, I love the kid. I think he's one of the nicest, nicest uh, players I've ever met and I'm pulling for him and I'm glad because honestly, I don't, I don't think Kovacevic is as good as Harris when it's all said and done. I know he's I, I bigger. Think, yeah, yeah. But Harris is just so smart and mobile. Uh, you, there's no special dimension, um, you know, as far as scoring and shot and physical. But smarts and mobility, we saw it with Brock Faber. He's that's his go-to things, and we My saw God, how good he, good. he, he oh, is. That, so. that guy's um, that guy's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's, Harris, that guy's I'm glad he got back in, and I thought, I thought Harrison and Struble were the steadiest pairing uh, uh, tonight for the Canadians. Uh, Savard had a, you know, was might have been his uh, least effective game since he's been back, but he's been good. Yeah. So you know, it, it, they played 25 minutes tonight, and I think maybe what you'll see. I found it interesting that basically, you know, what they call the third pairing, Struble and Harris played the same time as. Yeah. Aaron and Gooley, and I think you might see as it goes along here that they become the second pairing as far as minutes goes. If I were a betting man, I would say that Kovacevic will be the first left-handed defenseman the Canadians will trade, and David Savard will end up being the first right-handed defenseman the Montreal Canadiens will trade. And in, in Savard's case, obviously, it's for that contract. Uh, and then, you know, it's, it will be coming to an end next year, and then I just I don't see them renewing that deal because, you know, by then... By the end of next year, I think that uh, Logan Mayu will end up occupying a spot on the right side. But uh, Kovacevic uh, is a righty, righty. Yeah, which is a righty. Yeah, I was pretty I, sure. You, you, before you even said it, I was like, okay, hold on, wait a second. He's a righty. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Savard Kovacevic and uh, and uh, of course Savard's contract Kovacevic. That's that, and Justin. That's the the advantage that Kovacevic has, I guess, is that right now it's it's there's a lot less uh, traffic on the on the right side than there is on the left side. The left side yeah. is going to be, um, but yeah, you know, Jordan I, Harris. You just talked about him. I mean, here's a guy who was playing the offside for the longest time. Yeah, and I think they'll rotate those three: Harris, uh, Barron, and Kovacevic. Yeah, um, Barron. Mightn't hurt for Barron to sit. He's the last few games defensively, especially. I'm not sure he's been, you know, there's some old habits starting to creep in when he gets pressured down low. He makes some errors and stuff. I don't know that Gooley and Barron, they're both pretty inexperienced, you know. Yeah. I, I think uh, Barron's also got the body type that every now and then he's got to sit a game, you know, not that he's small, not that he's overly small. But the fact that, you know, he's got some hiccups like you just talked about, you know, yeah. you go up and you take a look for an eye in the sky every now and then, it, it could only help. Uh, I think maybe, uh, I mean, we'll see how it goes along, but I think you might see Barron and Kovacevic sort of sitting out more than Harris. We'll see, but uh, I know they really like Harris, and uh, I'm glad that they found, you know, they said, well, we're going to switch him over to the right, and we're going to play who we think are our six best defensemen because Harris has a lot of experience on the right. Yeah, he's got the mobility and the smarts to pull it off. You know, if anyone, just I, said, I it. said it in the preseason, and I've said it in the past that he's the guy most likely to switch sides because they have too many guys on the left. And uh, I'm glad that he uh, that he got that opportunity, and I think he took advantage of it tonight. 
And you have to be so smart to be a left-handed defenseman to switch over to play the right and play about 16, 17 minutes a game and not yep. make too many mistakes and not be out of place. And you know that, I mean, who was it, Rob Ramage, that said the kid could be the president of the United States if he wanted to. I mean, they, oh. he's a pretty smart kid when you talk to him. Oh, yeah. Well, like you said, he's in a restaurant with him, and, uh, you know, he, he knew, uh, Ramage knew pretty soon who the smartest guy in the room was, and it wasn't. And it wasn't me, he always says. So yeah. that's his favorite line, but it, it's true with uh with with Harris. He's uh he's a bright kid and smart, smart, smart. Let's um let's um you know um right who is it? Uh, Carl says uh Baron is uh is a pretty big boy. How is he small? He's big in height, but I, I just I I find that he he gets bumped off pucks easy, easy, more easily than other defensemen. He's not small. He's not small. I should no, have said no. that, but he's more. He's he's. I find he's weaker. Hmm. I find he gets bumped he's, off pucks. Mind you, I mean, Caden Gooley's very strong, and tonight Caden Gooley got bumped off a puck as well. So, you know, I think Gooley might actually be more slender than. I mean, Barron's kind of thick. I don't think he's uh, like he's six two and fairly thick, but yeah, yeah he does get bumped off. But does he play? Does he play? Does he play six two and fairly thick? He doesn't. No, exactly. He doesn't. You know? But again, how old? How old is Baron? Is he twenty two? You know. Yeah, twenty two, um, twenty three. Yeah. Well, no, he's either twenty one or twenty two. I think he's still pretty young. Twenty. He must be twenty two. Yeah. So, you know, and uh, not a heck of a lot of. Uh, Heck of a lot of experience. He turned twenty-two in November, Tony. So he's just—he's a young twenty-two. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah um, no, he's a young twenty-two for sure. And he can go back down to the minors, and that—that that would, you know, it's—it's it's a possibility too. If uh, if he struggles a bit, uh, send him back down. He's not waiver eligible, and uh, that might be a move they look at if if uh, if Harris keeps playing well and. Uh, when when Baron sits out, Kovacevic comes back in and plays well. You never know. So, uh, and I still think Lindstrom can play too. So it it's a pleasant uh, it's a pleasant problem to have. It's funny now if if Harris stays on the right side mm -hmm. uh, and plays well, suddenly the right side is fairly deep. You know, so that's not a bad thing either. Let's. Um... Let's get to uh, the schedule for the for the rest of December. There's only two more games left for the Montreal Canadiens on Saturday night. They're going to be in Florida, and the one the one on Sunday you would think is going to mean a lot to Marty St. Louis. It's not the first time they're playing the Tampa Bay Lightning since he's been hired. Of course, they played him a couple of times, <clears throat> but it's always fun, I would imagine, for Marty to go back to Tampa. But that game in Tampa is going to be their third game in four nights, travel included. I mean, so on the 27th, you fly out, you go to Carolina, you play in Carolina on the 28th. After the game, you fly out, uh, you get to uh, you get to Florida, you play in Florida on the 30th, and then two games in two nights, three games in four nights. Um, that's that one there is going to be really tough, I think, on Sunday night. I think that one's going to be really tough. But you For know. Sure. They compete. They compete. I mean, the Canadians were there tonight. I mean, Carolina was clearly better, yes. Carolina deserved to win the game, yes. But they were clutching and clawing their way back into the hockey game, the Canadians tonight. The Canadians have held their own with uh, with some really good teams uh, on the road this year, you know. They started the year off against Toronto, lost, what, 6-5 in a shootout or something like that. They went into Vegas and lost in a, you know, in overtime. Um Go into Carolina tonight, and if not for a couple of, I mean, it, it could easily have gone to overtime too. I thought it was going to, and you know, uh, just a one mistake late in the game, and and they lose. But they've uh, they've been quite competitive this year against some of the the top home teams in the league, and I think that's not only encouraging for the rest of this season, but it, but the future as well. Yeah. Um... A tweet from Eric Engels two minutes ago. Um, I'll expand on it in my post-game piece at Sportsnet, but not expecting any discipline for Stefan Nason for his hit on Uri Slavkowski. Uh, you know, Grant um, Slavkowski last year, what had to happen happened. Um, a young player in the fastest league in the world 
who was a bigger body than most players he had played against going into the big league. Um, you have your head down every now and then. It's a habit that's hard. It's it's a it's a it's it's hard to break. I thought he did a great job of it this season. Um, he didn't see Nason Nason coming on this one. Uh, his head. I'm I'm watching the replays. I don't know if his head was down as much so as he just he didn't see him coming. Um, his head wasn't really down all that much, but anyway. It happens yeah. to every player, Tony. It's such a fast league. He, he was, you know, he was leaning forward to get the puck and hit yeah. at the same time. I mean, it happens. It, I don't think you can read anything into it that he's, you know, that he keeps his head down all the time or he's not aware of guys on the ice. I, I mean, we've seen this year. That's probably the first time, one of the few times he's been knocked down at all yeah. this year. And he went in the corners with, with Burns and out-muscled him. He's done that with a few of the biggest guys in the league this year where it just, you know, what's he going to be like when he's 22 in the corners against these guys? It's going to be, he could be he's going to be player. a load, I'll tell you. Yeah, the good news is is that uh, he um, he passed the concussion test. Oh, All right, good. that's the good news. Of course, though, you know, I say that you got to be careful because tomorrow morning, Sometimes you can pass the concussion test and, you know, the next morning you wake up and you have a headache yeah. or you wake up and you're nauseous a bit. And that's a sign that, you know, you know that that's a sign that uh, that uh, that you probably are concussed after all. But I mean, uh, I'm sure Canadians fans would take it knowing that uh, he passed the concussion test. I mean, that's very, very good. Well, news. was he knocked out, do you think? He was certainly not not moving too much for a couple seconds there, but I've noticed before when he gets hit pretty good, he tends to stay down. And that that was to his, uh, I mean, if he'd have got up a little quicker, they wouldn't even send him for concussion protocol, I don't think. But because yeah. he laid there for uh, motionless for a few seconds, yeah, you, you know, you, you got to send him, you got to send him off to concussion yeah. protocol as much as he didn't, he didn't want to. Well, if he didn't want to, he shouldn't have laid. He shouldn't have laid on the ice if he wasn't out, and I don't think he was, or he probably wouldn't have passed the concussion test. Then uh, he probably should have got up a little quicker. So yeah, he was. Uh, he got his bell rung. He got his bell rung. He did. Rung. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the you know, he, he he had him with his helmet right in the face. Right. So yeah, that never that never feels good. Hey, did you see this tonight? I mean, this what terrible news. The passing of uh, Reggie Savage. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, Rick Springetti uh, um, tweeted something about that, and I was uh, 53 years old. What did? Yeah. Was there any details or? Uh, he he, uh, he had a very aggressive cancer. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I, I, I don't. I don't know what cancer he had, but uh, yeah, it's too uh, bad. Know, the Quebec major. The Quebec Major Junior Hockey League actually uh, tweeted about it, uh, but uh, um, you know, um, Red, I, when I think of Reggie Savage, I think uh, World Juniors. You know, the World Juniors are going on right now. Reggie uh, might have been the peak of his of his whole career was just him playing in the World Juniors and being uh, a difference maker. I uh, I thought that he'd have a just a really, really solid NHL career, and it didn't really turn out that way for him. But yeah. as a junior, he was he was a heck of a junior, and he uh, he helped Canada. I, I remember him being just an integral part of, of Canadian junior junior teams. Yeah, and of course, he played for a couple of teams. One of which was the Quebec Nordiques. Yeah, yeah. Washington, I think, was it Washington that drafted him? Yes. Brought him up. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Uh, it was the Washington Capitals for sure. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I I remember uh, I call him Reggie, but Reginald, um, because if memory serves me well, and I could be wrong, but at one point he was a LaSalle boy. So we're from uh, at one point, and uh, so when we were growing up, he was he was he was a big hit. He was a talk of LaSalle at one point. Um, so I, I you know I I don't know if he was born in LaSalle or just was living in LaSalle at one point, but he was drafted by the Washington Capitals round one, 15th overall in the 1988 NHL draft. 
Uh, he had played his uh, Quebec Major Junior Hockey with the Victoriaville Tigre. And then onto the AHL, Capitals, a little bit of AHL, back to the Capitals, from the Capitals to the Nordiques, then AHL for a couple of years, IHL, AHL a couple of years, IHL again, three more years. And then he ended up uh, playing overseas. Uh, he ended up playing in uh, Italy, uh, back to the AHL for a couple of years. Then he ended up playing in Switzerland, back in Italy, uh, back in the American Hockey League and in the East Coast Hockey League. And he ends his career with 34 NHL games. But um, you talked about the World Juniors. Uh, seven games played, four goals, five assists, nine, nine points at the ninth. He was second World on the Canadian team. I'm just looking out of here, Tony. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. Yeah. He was second on the on the Canadian team in scoring at in that World Junior. And that World Junior included Ronick, Medano, Bure, Mugilny, Fedorov, Leclerc, Solani. <laughs> what a and he 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 was one point behind Solani and, and wow. Leclerc. Yeah, at that tournament. So that just tells you how good he was at that point. And I mean, he had a stellar, stellar, stellar uh, junior career. Yeah, yeah, he, had, he definitely did. He had two, two seasons uh, over 120 points or over 113 points and 94 in his other. So yeah, it, I I was surprised that he didn't end up getting, but it you know he was only five ten, but he played a lot bigger than that. Yeah. Um, Sometimes all it takes is you just got to get the opportunity, right? And if the coach uh, doesn't doesn't like you enough or whatever, you don't get that break and uh, yeah. end up getting worried. And he's one of those guys that was just on the cusp, obviously. But too our bad. Thoughts and, our thoughts and prayers obviously go out to his family and his uh, and his loved ones. Yeah. And uh, you know, the sick podcast extends our deepest sympathies. And it's always hard. Uh, when you talk Absolutely. about uh, you know the passing of uh, people that uh, that you know or that may have uh, touched you in some way, shape, or form, and it's uh, it's pretty harder when uh, you're pretty much at the same age of uh, those who are passing, and uh, <laughs> it, yeah. uh, it scares you quite a bit. All right, okay. Um, why don't we get to some phone calls? We can open up the lines right now at one triple eight five eight five seven four two five one triple eight five eight five six. It's now time for you called. You called. Call. Presented by Playground. All right. Uh, tonight's game, in a nutshell, the line of Aho, Zvechnikov, and Teravainen absolutely ate up and spit out the line of Suzuki, Caulfield, and Slavkovsky. It was a difficult night at the office for them. Uh, Carolina, um, they, they put Montreal in a little bit of trouble. Uh, Armia got bumped off the puck and Gouli got bumped off the puck on the same play, which ended up leading to Jesper fast goal uh, to put um, to put the Carolina Hurricanes up by a score of three to two at the time. Carolina seemed to win all the key faceoffs in this hockey game tonight. They seemed to get a big net front presence, deflect pucks, tip pucks, jump on loose pucks. In a nutshell, even though the Canadians battled back and they were down two nothing and they tied it at two, and even though the Canadians were down three two and they tied it at three. Carolina wanted it more tonight, and in the end, they were compensated. They win the game by a score of 5-3 to three and a hat-trick by Svechnikov. Let's go to Jimmy. Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. How are you? Hey, Tony. I'm doing well. How are you? Very well. Say hi to my buddy Grant McCagg of Recruits and Recruits.ca, and you can pick up the publication for less than $350 a month. It's less than $50 a year for your one-stop shop articles, mock drafts, drafts expertise interviews that he does with players. He talked about an interview he did with Jaden Struble. List goes on and on. Check it out. And check out his podcast too. The recruits draft cast podcast. <laughs> on your spot, I was at the game tonight and I was with my buddy and there was about six minutes to go. And I pulled up the stats. Suzuki was a negative three. Caulfield Slavkowski was a negative two. And we were tied at three. And I turned to my buddy and I said, Hey, you know what? All things considering, if they tie this thing and we walk away, and I told you before the game started that your top line would be a minus seven, would you take the, the would you take the uh, the point? And he said, hell yeah. So we were close, and you know, indicative of this team, they keep fighting, right? Yeah. So are you a Montrealer, or do you live in Carolina? Uh, so I grew up in the West Island, but I moved to the states in '99, Dallas for a couple of years. And I've been in Raleigh since 2002. Actually, I live just north of Raleigh in Wake Forest. And how has Raleigh been treating you? Uh, fantastic. Oh, uh, good for you. 
Good for I you. wasn't expecting the first call to come from Rally. That's that's I pretty know, cool. That's, that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> so you uh, you saw the, so uh, you saw the Carolina Hurricanes win the Stanley Cup. Uh, I did, and I was also in Dallas when Dallas had their run too. So wow, good for you. So you saw you you saw more cups than if you would have if you 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 saw more cups than you would have if you would have stayed in Montreal. No, that's not true. I, I was around. Uh, I'm 55, so okay. Uh, I, was, I was around, and I saw a few. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I get it. But you left when for the states? Uh, 80. Well, let's see, 98. I was in Ottawa actually when Ottawa first had. Okay, so you left. You left in 98 for the states. So you would not have seen the Canadians win any cups after you left. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. No, no, you're right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of, of Terrian in the mustard suit and putting Bill Lindsay out to take a draw. Was that against Carolina? That was against Carolina, yes. And they went on and won the cup? Yeah, they went on and won the cup. Okay. And that was the turning point of, of the series, right? Because uh, I thought they a, had them. That was a big turning point in that series. Yeah. The Bill Lindsay yeah, draw. Actually, yeah, it was uh, in one of the first games that the Habs won uh, during that playoff run. The same guy went with the night. Uh, gentlemen, I need your help. I'm sitting in a car with my 21-year-old daughter and my 19-year-old son and the both Hurricanes fans, and I have failed as a parent. What can I do to switch them over? I need them to switch allegiances. Tell them they're a bunch of jerks. Well, I mean... I'll let you go. No, no, but hold on a second. Please, don't let me go for a second because... Uh, I'll, I won't keep you out too, too much longer, but I, I'll, I'll say this. You know, um, uh, there's worse things in life than being a Carolina Hurricanes fan. I, I love their coach. I love their coach. Um, I love the way Rod Brindamore communicates. I love the way he sees the game. I love the way he preaches. I, I love the way um, he, he's into it. I love his energy. Uh, I love the way he has his team playing. I think I, I, he's one of my three favorite coaches in hockey. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, Rob Brindamore. Uh, they got some very, very talented players on that team. They they got some real good ingredients. I think they might need a little bit more sandpaper uh, if they want to go to distance. And I think they're going to need to have more consistent goaltending. Goalie. Uh, yeah. But uh, you want Jake Allen? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> well, we've talked about it in the past, right? Teams take to take on the identity of their coach. And Jake Allen, Jake Allen for Cockingham. Jake Allen for Cockingham. That ship sailed. Hey, so what do you? But before before I let you go here, Jimmy, what do you think? So, if I were to walk into Rally, uh, the arena, and I would I would pull ten fans. And I would ask them what they think of Yasperi Kakanyemi. What would uh, what do you think they would tell me? Yeah, they like him down here. They like him, eh? Yeah. Good. I mean, and these, you know, the pressure isn't on, right? He wasn't a high, as far as the Hurricanes fans are concerned, he wasn't a high draft pick, right? So that pressure's off. And then to what Grant said earlier, Ajo's a pretty good player. He's surrounded with really good players around here. Yeah. Right? And And when he came in, he wasn't uh, uh, the, the he wasn't the signee that was going to get him somewhere, right? He was just what I think his first year wasn't he like the fourth center? Yep, right. And he, he was slowly has kind of played up. So and uh, and he's responded accordingly. So I think he's you know I don't think he's the sort of guy that's ever going to score forty or fifty goals, but I think he's the sort of guy that'll consistently get you stuff in the high twenties. I don't know, Grant. What do you think? Uh, I say this. I say. The next time you see Tuevo Teravainen, tell him, say, Tuevo, my buddy Tony in Montreal went to a hockey pool with his buddy, Senior Terry. And Senior Terry asked Tony to show up because he thought Tony was an expert in hockey pools. And Senior Terry asked Tony, Tony, who should I take with X pick in my pool? And he got to his pick. And I looked at him and I said, go with Teravainen. And Tara Vinan's got 21 points in 36 games, which is not bad. But his centerman, Ow, has 39 points yeah. in 33 games. And that's more like it. Seth Jarvins, Nesh Cash, Bunting, and Nason 
all have more points than Tuevo Terravine. And so Senior Terry is not very happy with me right now. And every time I see him, he says, that Terravine pick is really killing my pool. I said, Terry, <laughs> what can I tell you? Appreciate it, Jimmy. Thanks so much for calling. Yeah, take care. Have a good one, my man. All right, there you have Maybe it. That was Terravine's nickname is Terry as well. You ever think of that? Uh, that could very well be. That could very well be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, why don't we uh, take a look at a uh, couple of questions here and then we'll say, uh, uh, then we'll say good night. Um, Habs media talk about Lane Hudson as if he's the next Bobby or no Habs media talk about Lane Hudson uh, as a guy who has the potential to probably be the best player from that draft. Probably he has that potential, right? Uh, I have a question. Why is Montembeau who signed the big contract sitting on the bench? Because he can't play every game. And they're going to play three games and four nights travel included. And by the way, don't you want Caden Primo to play some games too? Don't you want Caden Primo uh, to improve? I don't think that, I don't consider that to be a big contract. He's, he, what's he making, like the league average? or 3.15, below the average for goalies. Below the league average. For, yeah. So that's not a big contract. No, it's not. No, it's not a big contract. You're right. But, you know, they've got three goalies and they've got, they don't want to, they can't send Primo to the minors because he'll probably get picked up. So what do you do? You know, I mean, I was a little surprised that they started Primo again. You almost think that it's leading to, you know, they're, they're showcasing maybe. I don't like it's it's going to be Allen or Primo that gets dealt I think at this point. And uh I know you've you're on the record as saying that you think it'll be Allen, right? Um, I I don't I don't see why you would give up on Caden Primo. Well, um, I I also don't think that a team that's looking for goaltending is going to roll the dice on a kid that's unproven either, right? I mean, yeah. they're a team that needs a guy to come in and hopefully start for them. I don't see them I don't see them paying a, any kind of a price for a primo. No, nope. so it's got to be Allen. That's that's the trade chip. If uh, if they do trade one of the, I think Montembeau stays, and uh, it's likely Allen that if they fall out of the race here, uh, Allen will be the guy that goes. I'm pretty sure. Grant, before we say goodnight, and that'll happen probably in the next minute or so. Uh, who's caught your attention so far at the World Juniors, and what's the next thing that you're going to be paying special close attention to at that tournament? Uh, well, we had a uh, we had a draft cast today, and I did a I did a feature on uh, Celebrini, who obviously <laughs> uh, he's just um, scouts are are pretty wild about this kid's complete game. I have not seen a more complete center. Uh, in his draft year since Sidney Crosby, and he's very close. There's a lot of similarities to these two guys, and I don't wow. throw that name out there lightly, but when I do, it's uh, it tells you just how good this kid is, just complete in every regard, no, no weaknesses to his game. Whoever gets him is going to win playoff series, a lot of them. Uh, because he's going to be their first line center, he's going to be their captain likely, and he's going to win at playoff time. Wow, uh, that's a pretty uh, pretty big endorsement for the guy who most have touted as going uh, number one. If not, uh, pretty much everyone has him going number one in the draft right now, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's there's no question now. A little earlier on when he wasn't playing, and this yeah. guy kid came into the KHL and was playing 20 yeah. minutes a game, 6'6 six, six defenseman. Uh, you know, I thought, well, maybe, you know, if he's the next headman. But, I mean, Celebrini since then has stepped into the NCAA. He's one of the best players, if not the best player at NCAA. He's the best player on Canada's world junior team, and he's 17 yeah. years of age. So, pretty yeah, cool. He's, he's the guy. Grant, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. And everyone give a watch to the uh, Sick Podcast Draftcast, Recruits Draftcast Podcast with Grant McCagg and Shane Gomo. All right. Thanks, bud. Have a good one. And listen, probably not going to talk to you here over the next couple of days. It's uh, I want to wish you and yours yeah. a very healthy 2024. The rest really doesn't matter all that much, hey, my friend. 
Same to you, Tony, and have All a right. great uh, have a great New Year in in Portugal. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks uh, to everyone watching, and a thanks, of course, to Accent Insurance Solutions, to Playground, uh, to Energy Transportation Group, and of course to Labit at TB. Uh, for Agnello, Sammy, and Juliana at Master Control, I'm Marinero. The Sick Podcast will be back tomorrow night, same time, same place, with Matt O'Han right here. Subscribe to our channel. Tell your friends about it. It's pretty sick. Ciao for now. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground, your premier gaming destination.